You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. Good morning. Y'all doing all right? It is so good to be in Midland. I really, I really mean that. Y'all are like, are you sure? Yeah, I really, I really do. I really mean that. It's good to be in Midland. Good to see all the faces I hadn't seen in a while. What's up, guys? Um, really, really good to see all of you. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Keith, and I'm the, the campus pastor in Lubbock. And, uh, but many of you know me because I was here for ever, forever. No, it was only like two, two years, but I've been back and forth, and um, it's always just a, a privilege and, a, and an honor to get to come back um, home and, uh, and just to get to share what I feel like is on the Lord's heart for you and uh, what, I believe, what I believe he's saying. So uh, y'all ready just to kind of, y'all ready to jump, jump into it today? Can we just, can, I, can we bring the lights up just a little bit more? I need like, I need about like 40% more energy and need like 40% more faces. All right. I, this is just the truth. When you, when you amen and you say that's word or you say, come on, brother, I will preach better. I promise you. All right. So if you, if you, if you amen me and you shout me down, we will be here till two. So, um, but all that matters, I get you out for the football games. Okay. I will get you out in time. I got to get me out in time so I can drive back and get to the football game. Some of you are like, I, I was, thought I was going to get through a message without Keith talking about football. It ain't going to happen. All right. It ain't going to happen. All right. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's jump into it today. Um, coming into the new year, uh, I was, the, the Lord kind of started to talk to me about something that I, I felt was a little unique for the season. Uh, many, many of you know what, what January is all about, especially January 1st and 2nd Third, what, what, what kind of happens around this time? It's just our culture, even in church, but in the world, this is the time where we set goals, right? This is the time where we, we, we set some New Year's resolutions out there. It is, what, what's today? It is January 23rd. I, I bet all of you are still doing exactly what you plan to do on January 1st, because that's the kind of people you are, right? But this is the, this is the time of year where we, we set goals and we, we, want, we, we want to get better and, and, and do things, want to eat better and and go to bed on time more often and invest in the things that, that matter most and maybe go on that vacation we've been waiting to, to go on. And we have all these goals and these ideas and, and kind of what this year or th this time of year is all about, it's all about the push, right? It's all about going. It's, it, it's, it's a time to go. It's a time to go after it. It's a time to get better. What was interesting is I was <clears throat> praying and asking the Lord what he wanted me to share at the first of the year. He gave me a, a word that actually had nothing to do with the go, and it had nothing to do with the get it done. It had, there, was, there was no movement. In fact, you know the word that he gave me to talk about? Rest. He said, I want you to talk about rest. And so my response to him was, Lord, you do know what time of year it is, Right? You do know what, you do know what, what everyone wants to do right now. This is not a time to rest, it's a time to run. Why would you want me to talk about rest? And so I did what every good pastor does. I said, I'm not talking about it unless you confirm it, all right? And so I was like, Lord, would you, just, would you please, would you just confirm this, this word? 
and um, just kind of how he does when he downloads kind of a word or just something that he wants me to share. It all kind of comes in at once and you kind of work your way through it. But uh, he reminded me of a, of a time in scripture or a place in scripture I've read. You've probably read this before and just gone right past it. But there, um, in, in the Old Testament, it talks about how the Jewish people, that they would take a, um, that they, they would rest their, their land on the seventh year. Anybody ever read this in scripture before, right? So just like we are supposed to rest on the seventh day or one day out of the seven, on, on the seventh year, the Jewish people would actually rest their land. So if you were a farmer, it was a great year, right? You didn't have no work, you rested your land. It was actually known as a Shemitah year is what it's called. And so the Lord reminded me of that, of, of reading that. And then he, and then he, uh, he, he kind of took me, so he wanted, wanted to take me to the Hebrew calendar, something to do with the Hebrew calendar. And so all this is kind of going through my head. And so I, I got to check out the Hebrew calendar. And so I went into my closet and I grabbed out my Hebrew calendar and no, I don't have a Hebrew calendar in my closet. I got on Google. I got on Google. I said, Lord, Lord, what, what is, I don't even know what a Hebrew calendar looks like. Do you unscroll it? Like, what do you do? Um, <clears throat> and I got on there and I happened to, to, to Google what, what kind of year this is. Well, lo and behold, guess what this year is? It's actually a Shemitah year. It is a year that the Jewish people in Israel, in the land of Israel, they will actually rest their land. It's actually known as a sabbatical year. I said, Lord, you have my attention. Confirmation done. I will talk to your people about rest. Today, I want to talk to you around the idea of rest. Rest. Look at your neighbor and just say that word. Say rest. Don't fall asleep. I have a message to preach, but rest, rest. I want to talk to you not only just about rest, but about biblical rest. About rest the way that Jesus defines rest. About actually like about, about scriptural rest. I'm not talking about rest in the sense of you sit on the couch and you don't do anything kind of rest. But a rest that God has prepared for his people. A rest that looks like you actually living in rest on the inside. I'm talking about a rest that Jesus provides where it can be pure, um, sorry, I left the junior high in here. It can be pure chaos in your world. I was gonna say something else, but pure chaos. Outwardly, but inwardly, you are in perfect peace. You are at rest in your soul. Do you know that Jesus actually provides this kind of rest? That there is a rest that we find in him. You know, what's interesting about rest is uh, the moment that we begin to talk about it, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people begin to become uncomfortable. I've, I've learned this about, about people. We are not good at resting. We get nervous about resting. We get really, really uncomfortable, we get anxious. Like, if I, if I, by a show of hands, how many of you would rather me preach a message on working hard than rest? Go ahead, raise your hand. Come on, be honest, be honest. There's more, there's more. You're lying, you're lying. don't lie in church. <clears throat> oh, but when we talk about rest, rest can be, oh, well, that's lazy, no work ethic. That's not how you, that's not how you make a living. That's not how you get things done. That's not how you accomplish any, you can't accomplish anything by resting. 
except Jesus, Scripture talks about rest all the time. I can tell this one's going to go well today. I'm going to challenge you in the area of rest today. If you have your Bible, open to Matthew chapter 11. I love love this portion of Scripture. This is Jesus talking. Before we read this, I actually, I really want you to consider this. What would your year look like if you lived 2022 with rest in your soul? What would you, what, 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 when you get to December, how will you feel about your year? Think about the difference it could make. Can I just point this out? Not just in the world, but in the church. Nobody's really living at rest in here very well. There's a lot of crap going on in the world, right? There's a lot of stuff that we're struggling through. There's a lot of sickness in our communities right now. There's a lot of unknowns out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that would say, hey, it's chaotic out here. You need to be chaotic in here. In fact, the enemy would love nothing more for, for, for the, the chaos out here to get into here. <laughs> What would, your, what would your year look like if you actually were able to, to learn how to find rest in chaotic situations? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to title today's message, if you'd forgive me, this is more of a youth slash young adult title. The title of today's message is Get Yoked. Get Yoked. Get Yoked, son. All right, would you pray for me? I need a little help today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the word. That your word is alive and it's powerful today. We open up our soul to you and say, shape us, mold us. It is not our desire to look more like ourselves, but it's our desire to look more like you. We want to be like you and we want to follow your ways. So yeah, Lord, we just ask that your word would would tear down wrong beliefs, (laughs) lies that we've believed, and would give us truth to stand on, tools to put in our tool belt, weapons for our warfare. Yeah, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. How many of you have ever been to a place where you've been taken care of really, really, really well? Anybody ever been to a place, like maybe it's your, maybe it's your, it's your favorite restaurant. So that restaurant for me here, it's Cancun Grill, right? The best service ever, right? They, they don't even let your, your salsa get halfway down, right, before this, boom, here, here's some more, which y'all know I like my salsa, all right? And it's like, have you ever been to that place that really, you just get taken care of really, really well? Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a specific hotel or, or maybe you have a friend that, or a home that you grew up in that just, you were taken care of really well. I, I remember, um, this was probably, gosh, eight or, eight or nine years ago now, me and me and two of my buddies in ministry, we were going on a ski trip to uh, Colorado. 
and uh, we, we were driving up and we were going to stay in Denver because uh, my, my buddy, his, his family actually lived in Fort Collins. And so they had a home there. So the idea, we were going to drive up there, stay in their home, wake up and head to the mountains early the next morning. And, and so we're, we're getting all the way to Denver and we pull into their farm and they had just built, built this brand new home. And, it's, and it, they, they built this, this beautiful like log cabin looking home. There was snow on the ground. They had the little like lantern things on the house. We pull up at night and it's just like, this speaks to my soul, right? There's snow on the ground and then there's a log like cabin house, right? So see, I got another, I got someone else over here who believes in Jesus. Um, it's like, this is, this is like my dream. And I, I never forget, we pull up, long day driving and we walk in, the fireplace is going. My friend's dad is just sitting in his recliner reading the newspaper. I'm like, dude, it's 9.30 at night. Why are you reading the newspaper? But I guess that's what he does, you know? And, and, and the TV's not on. It's just like you walk in and it was the most warm, welcoming home that I'd been in in a long time. And I love what they did, uh, what they did with their house. All the kids had left and they built this brand new house and they built three or four guest rooms and every single room had its own bathroom. Yes, yes, Lord, right? So I got to stay in this really nice room, had my own bathroom, had, it, had toiletries in there and everything. I mean, it was, it was, the, it was, just, it was so welcoming and so warm. And, and so we, we stay the night and we wake up early the next morning because we got to head to the mountains. Well, they want to have breakfast with us before we leave. And so we walk down to breakfast at 6 a.m. And when I walk down the stairs, they have the formal dining out. They have placemats on the table. You can smell the bacon, all right? They've got little, they even got little great, like the size, like little grapefruit cups sitting at each placemat. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is, this is getting better. I mean, it's just everything, not, not plasticware like you would have at my house, like real silverware. And then, and then here come his grandparents. And they walk in the door at like 6.05, a.m. Sorry, that's really early for me, okay? They walk in and they are dressed to the, they're dressed for Sunday church. Granddad's all got his button-down shirt and, and grandma, you could smell her perfume from outdoors. Like you could just, she's all getting, she walks in with like cinnamon rolls or muffins and we sit down and we have this breakfast and we're just talking and chatting and I'm like, I've made it. I have made it. I was like, you know what, you guys, y'all can go ahead and go, go snowboarding. I'm gonna stay here and just hang out with your family for the rest of the week. But when I was there, I can't describe to you what it actually did to my soul. I, you could tell, see, I wasn't just invited, I was welcomed. They, they prepared a place for me. They didn't just kind of get it ready. They were waiting for me. They were waiting to welcome, they were, they were literally waiting to bless me. And, what, and, and, and just take, I was just so well taken care of. And there was something that happened, just did something in my soul. I wanted to paint that picture for you today because I believe there is a place that Jesus has prepared for you that looks a lot like that that Jesus has prepared a place of rest for you. 
Notice what he said in Matthew chapter 11. He said, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will in return give you what? I will give you rest. But, it, but notice that the first statement, he says, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Jesus is looking at you. He says, come to me. This is the place where you find rest. This is a place where you can, you can let go of the heaviness. You can let go of the weariness. You can let go of the thing that seems to be bogging you down or you can't move or you're moving really, really slow. Bring all that. Come to me. Because in me, you will find rest. See, this is a, there's a place that you find in Jesus and that you can only find in him where he actually brings rest to your soul. Rest to your soul. He goes on to say, he says, take my yoke upon you, uh, upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly or humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You wanna know why coming to Jesus will give you rest? It's because when you come to Jesus, you realize that you're well taken care of. I want you to picture this today. Jesus has actually prepared a place for you. Jesus. He's better than any interior designer that you know. He's got more comfortable beds than the bed people. <laughs> He's got the fluffiest, most comfortable blanket. That couch that Jesus would prepare for you, man, you sink down in it. It don't take 20 minutes to, to get your Sunday nap in. You're there in two minutes, all right? Jesus, the Son of God, He's prepared a place for believers. He's prepared a gift for you and me. And this gift, you know what it produces? It produces rest for your soul. It produces rest in your anxiety. It produces peace in the fear that you're walking through. It produces um, um, joy and hope when you feel like you have no reason to hope and you have no reason to smile. It's a place that he's actually prepared for you. You know, as you read Matthew chapter 11, he says, take my yoke upon you. The, the picture that he actually is giving us here is the picture of two oxen yoked together. All right, junior high, I made y'all stay in here. Y'all know what an ox is? Yes, all right. Got the thing in the nose, whatever. You know, a yoke, a yoke is a, it's this, this thing that yokes two animals together. This is the picture that actually Jesus is painting. And what, what you learn is that they would, when they would yoke two oxen together, what they would do is they would put an immature ox with a mature one. And the mature one would let the, the immature one know, hey, it's time to work, or it's time to get a drink of water. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and eat. Hey, it's time to do this, it's time to do that. And the immature one would just kind of, kind of follow and, and, and do whatever the mature one did. Now, just in case you're not getting the analogy, you are not the mature one. We are the immature one. And guess who we are yoked to? We are yoked to Jesus. The one who knows exactly when to do that, the one who knows exactly how to do that, the one that has all the wisdom, the one that has all the understanding, the one that has the power. 
We are yoked to Jesus. And I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're grabbing hold of this today, but <laughs> when you are yoked to him, that problem you're facing just got a whole lot easier. When you are yoked to him, that calling that you have to fulfill just got a whole lot more attainable. When you are yoked to him, that promise that he has for you in scripture, when you, when you are yoked to him, parenting just got a whole lot easier. Some people who need some help over here with parenting, amen, amen, thank you, Lord. You wanna know why you can find rest for your soul? in Jesus is because when you get yoked up to him, you realize that you actually don't have to do this thing called life alone. So you gotta get yoked. It's time for you to get yoked. Because you wanna know what the majority of Christians do? You know what we yoke up to? We yoke up to our willpower. We yoke up to our work ethic. We even will yoke up to our discipline. Oh, I'm disciplined. Man, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hard worker. We'll only get you so far in the kingdom because we're not supposed to yoke up to our strength. We are supposed to yoke up to his. And here's, here's the best part. When I'm weak, no big deal because I'm yoked to the one who's strong. See, can you, can you sense the rest? Whew, man, like I'm yoked to Jesus, which means I don't have to walk out this divorce all by myself. Man, I'm, I'm, yoked, I'm yoked to Jesus. And everyone keeps telling me I have this big calling on my life and I don't know how I'll ever, ever fulfill it. But thank God I'm yoked to Jesus because I bet he's probably really, really good at it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yoked to Jesus, junior high. I'm yoked to Jesus, which means even if somebody rejects me at school, even if someone's mean to me, even if someone who's been my friend for a really long time abandons me, I, got, I, I, I can be confident and I can keep my joy because I was never yoked up to them in the first place. I'm yoked up to Jesus who will never leave me, who will never call me out, who will never degrade me, who's always with me. You see, you gotta get yoked. See, I, I can live a life of rest in my soul because I, I, I believe and I realize that I am actually yoked. I'm yoked to him. Rest for your soul. If I could give you a kind of a definition today, if I could tie this together. What I believe Jesus teaches about biblical rest, what I believe he teaches about finding rest for your soul. Biblical rest is found by trusting and co-laboring with Jesus. Rest for your soul is found by trusting. This would be a great time for you to just Act like you're taking notes because it's really, really good, okay? <laughs> Biblical rest, rest for your soul. It's found in trusting and co-laboring with Jesus. You see, I'm, I'm yoked to him, which means I co-labor with him. 
You know what a yoke even implies? It even implies work. I must, have, I must be, be going to work. Yeah, but it's a good thing I'm not the one pulling the heavy load. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Is it still a yoke? Yep. Is it still a burden? Yes. It's just way better than the one that you have been under. Yoked to him. Find rest for your soul. I want to be really, really clear with you today. This is not about you getting better. Many of us live a life of trying to get better. This new year got to get better. Can I just make this statement here? You can't get better for Jesus. But you can get better with him. To get better for Jesus, you know what that's called? Religion. Getting better with him? That that sounds like being yoked to the grace of God. Yoked to Jesus, yoked to the, the, the very empower, the, the thing that empowers you to live the way he wants you to live. So I want to give you a couple things today to close. No, still, still a great time to take notes right here. Everyone's like, should I get my phone out and just fake it? Yes, you should. You should get it out and just fake it. I wanna give you two ways that you actually begin to live this out. It's good that we need to know to, to come to him and, and to, to get yoked to him. But how do we, how do we actually, there's, there's a couple things that we can do to actually begin to live this, this thing out. To actually for you to, to begin to actually experience rest in your soul. So how do we live this out? Number one, take a Sabbath. Take a Sabbath. That was awesome. I just got a fist pump on the first row. The Sabbath, let me tell you what it means. It means to stop. Sabbath means to stop. It means to rest from your labor. God created a system and it was six days of work, one day of rest. Just so you know, I realize that I'm talking to oil-filled people. There ain't no six days of work and one day of rest. It's more like 14 on and two off or whatever they give you. Well, some of y'all need to go to your boss and say you're living for the devil, all right? It's time for you to live for God. No, I'm kidding, don't do that. Don't, don't say that to him or her. I realize what I'm saying may not fit into your schedule. And I, I, I'm wanting you to find a way here because I believe God created a way and it was six days of work and it was one day of rest. Here's what we expect to do. We expect to somehow in the chaos around us, all of a sudden be able to flip a light switch and be like, oh, I, I, I'm finding rest now. Oh, all chaos, chaos is breaking loose. I'm, oh, I'm just really, really busy on the outside. And all of us, we, we just think we can just flip a switch and just find rest on the inside. You will not be able to flip the switch until you actually learn how to rest. 
You have to learn to take a Sabbath. You have to learn to take 24 hours where you rest from your labor. You stop. You wanna know why, why God wants you to rest? Is because he wants you to know what it feels like to be at rest. So that when chaos is breaking out or you're in anxiousness and fear and worry on the inside, you realize I'm not at rest here because I've experienced it once a week. I know where rest is and I know what rest feels like. This is one of the things we've been doing as a staff, mainly because it was my fault and I preached this message and we're like, we better start living this out if we're gonna be preaching this. We've been just been, been figuring out ways that we as a staff can honor, hear me, we can honor God in our rest. I want you to think about this. You know, God gave Moses 10 commandments, right? How many of you would agree with me that, that, that man needed a lot more rules than just that? Like 10 for all humanity? Like God could have God filled up a mountainside with all his commandments, right? Not just a couple tablets. But he chose 10. And guess what made the list? He, got, he only got 10. He's like, they're, they're not very smart. They, they can only handle 10 and only remember 10. He, 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 he literally chose 10. I'm, I'm just gonna say, he didn't waste one of them. And guess what made the list? Sabbath. It made the list of 10 to rest. New Testament, Mark chapter two says this. Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You know what this means? It means that God provided a gift to you that you actually need in your life. This is a gift that Jesus has provided. This is a gift that God has provided. It's called a day of rest. And I don't know about you, but I wanna live in the gifts that he's freely given to me. I believe that if I live in the gifts, I'll get the reward of the gift. Take a Sabbath. It's a gift from God. It's a time for you to rest. It's time for you to worship. It's a time for you to be with friends, be with your family, turn the TV off, put away the phone, eat a 12 ounce ribeye and have a nice dark red wine with it and enjoy conversation around the table. Relax, rest, go out and shoot your bow. I knew your pastor would like that one. It's so funny. We've, like I said, as a staff, we've been really making this a priority. And I've had so many people, myself included, but so many people have come to me and they're like, what do I, but, but, but what do I do on the Sabbath? I'm like, nothing. I can't just do nothing. And I'm, I'm kind of being funny. It's time, this is a moment where you find and you, you do the things that you love to do. You enjoy life. You look around at the things that you do have and not think about the things that you don't. You stop and you get really worshipful and you say, wow, Lord, like, 
man, thanks for the house that I have and, and the kids that I have and, and, the, and the clothes that I get to wear and all, all these things. Look at the food that I get to eat. Like, I'm blessed. The world has us just consuming all the time. Consume, consume, consume. The Sabbath is a moment to rest and to worship, become thankful. And it's so funny because we don't know how to do it. And I would argue that's the problem. I mean, my whole staff is coming like, what, what do I do? How do I, how do I rest? How do I? Myself, I'm like, how do I, 24 hours not doing anything? You know what the Sabbath does? You know what, you know what, you know what, you're, you're, you're telling yourself and you're telling God, God, I trust you. And I realize that I am not the one who makes this world keep going round and round. Cody, ministry will continue even if you don't have a, your phone on you for 24 hours. God can still help people without Cody having his phone 24 seven. God will still take care of your finances. He will still take care of your kids. He will still take care of your business. Chick-fil-A. Some are like, I'm out. You lost me at Chick-fil-A, I gotta go. Sorry, they're Sabbathing. Can't go right now. Trying to, to beat a dead horse, kinda am, but you gotta learn to rest. Learn to rest. And then number two, another way that we find and live in this rest is that we abide in him and his word daily. Abide in him and his word daily. You see, you cannot co-labor with someone that you talk to once a week. in order to co-labor with him and his spirit. It is a daily relationship. It's a daily reminder. Lord, I put my trust in you. You're the one in charge. You're the one that I'm following. Jesus, you're the one that I'm yoked to. I come to you today and I thank you that you're gonna help me preach. I come to you today and you're gonna help me run my business. I come to you today and you're gonna help me be that husband I need to be. You're gonna help me be that wife I need to be. Help me to be the mom you've called me to be. Help me to be the dad you've called me to be. Help me to be that friend. Abide in him and his word. And all of a sudden this you know what Matthew chapter 11 says in the message? It says, it says, uh, it says uh, come to me, move with me. It says to, to move with Jesus talking. Move with me in the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms. Not forcing anything, just flowing with him. This is the life that he's provided for you. This is how you bring rest to your soul. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.